0: Welcome to Business Matters with host Rob Capello, a podcast where we open the conversation on what matters for business. We would like to thank your sponsor Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Now Media Group. Today, we welcome Todd Sloan to Business Matters. Todd, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Rob. Great. Well, Todd is Executive Vice President at Hexagon Puris, a leading edge company that offers key solutions that allow the transportation industry to make the transition to zero emission mobility. So uh, I was saying before we hopped on that this was like me going back to school because i didn't know much about the company and, and when i was digging deep into this I, I i got to learn a lot but what a fascinating company you guys are and what you guys deliver and i was looking at the and i'm sure there's a couple i pulled this out of sort of as a mission but to help drive energy transformation through zero emission mobility solutions and i started digging deeper. And I thought, you know, probably a lot of our viewers or listeners probably have never heard of your company. So maybe we should start at is maybe just tell us about Hexagon Purist. Tell us about
1: who you guys are, what you do, and then we'll jump into sort of more of the nitty gritty. Yeah, sounds good. So we've been, um, Hexagon Purist has a quite a history. Uh, the business itself is, is young. It's only three or so years old. We went public last year. But the companies that fed Hexagon Purist go all the way back to the 1960s. Mm -hmm. In the 1960s, we started building uh, composite pressure vessels for the space program. And then over many, many years and different uh, mergers and acquisitions eventually ended up here. I started a company in 2000 in Kelowna called Enviromech. Um, And that business focused on building natural gas fuel systems. Eventually I merged with one of my biggest competitors out of Alabama to form Agility Fuel Solutions. And then that business was bought by the Hexagon Group uh, a few years ago. So I've been doing the same thing for 22 years. It's just taken, um, you know, different cloaks along the way. But uh, here we are, Hexagon Purist. Now we're focused on, so my business unit is focused on everything zero emission to move commercial vehicles, whether it's uh, commercial trucks, boats, rail, Uh, we even do uh, some aerospace as well. So what are you guys actually producing? Like what's the end product that you guys are producing? (laughs) So there's a few things we do. Um, We're the world's largest manufacturer of carbon fiber pressure vessels. So those are made in Germany, they're made in Lincoln, Nebraska, and in Maryland. Those are used to store hydrogen gas, okay? And then we take those and we build them onto systems and those hydrogen storage systems find their way onto trucks and buses and and rail and things like this. Um, The hydrogen is then used to feed a fuel cell and the fuel cell creates electric energy and and drives what is in essence an electric vehicle at that point. That's one part of the business. The other side of the business, we also have designed and make our own battery packs. So we take um, cylindrical cells, kind of like a AA battery, uh, and we build battery packs uh, for those those same trucks and buses. Um, When you have a a hydrogen fuel cell vehicle, you also always have a battery on there. So that's why we do both battery electric and fuel cell electric uh, vehicles. We do full integration of vehicles right from the ground up. We also sell our products to various OEMs like Freightliner, Hino, Navistar, companies like this. Got it.
0: Interesting. And you guys are in, in I want to say in the middle, but I, I don't know what stage you're at. We'll ask this. So you're building um, a 60,000 square foot facility uh, right across, of, I believe, an Air- airport business park. That's um, right. The facility will produce the battery packs and hydrogen fuel systems you're talking about. Um, how's construction coming along on the facility? Where, When, when you guys hoping to open, and what, what's that looking like? It's
1: yeah, Coming along really well. Um, Plan B is the contractor of that facility. Okay. They haven't they haven't skipped a beat yet. We're right on schedule. The slab gets poured tomorrow, and we uh, expect to move into that factory in next summer, probably wow. July August time. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and then. And then after that it'll be a month or two of uh you know moving equipment in and then probably q4 2022 is when we'll start to ramp up
0: interesting so i also was reading like because you mentioned sort of hexagon purists is part of the hexagon group um yeah. and i believe you the headquarters are in norway is that is that correct for hexagon? that's correct i also read that the new site will have a, a technical center in it as well, where, where you'll, you'll do research and development for Hexagon uh, Purus as well, your sister company, Hexagon Agility. So it got me thinking sort of what other areas is Hexagon like Hexagon Group work within? Like, what do the other sister companies look like that you guys, you guys work with?
1: Yeah, so the, the Hexagon Group of Companies is broken into, I guess now five segments. Um, one is Hexagon Purus, that's my business unit. Yeah. We have Hexagon Purus Maritime Group, so anything that you know, focused on zero emission of large boats, you know ferries and this type of thing, cargo ships. Hexagon agility is focused on renewable natural gas systems for the commercial trucking industry as well. And then Hexagon Regasco is uh, the world's largest composite propane tank manufacturer. So you, you, everyone's got these you know steel propane bottles for your barbecue or camping or whatever. Um, and these are extremely lightweight composite versions of that. So very popular. We've made I think in the high millions of these cylinders over the last you know, many decades. Interesting.
0: So the facility With, in Kelowna, the plant is strictly battery packs and hydrogen fuel systems. Is that is that what you're focusing on or it, other things
1: as well? We also have a, a test and validation facility and I forgot one other. Um, there's also Hexagon Digital Wave which is a modal acoustic emission so basically you take a a cylinder and you you ping it and it's like a the best way to think of it is like using sonar to find out um the quality of a cylinder so that's another business unit Um, in Kelowna yeah so we will be making hydrogen systems and battery packs we also uh do test and validation in that facility so whenever we design a product it has to go through a number of tests to be able to be roadworthy. So a lot of that testing will be done in the facility. We also um, will be Hexagon Agility will be in there as well with their engineering group. Um, Looking back over the last 22 years, the engineering headquarters have always been here in Kelowna. Not many people know that, but all of the systems globally and the Hexagon group um, are engineered here in Kelowna by this, this team.
0: Interesting. So you already have a facility or operations in Kelowna already, correct?
1: Yeah, we're in the Innovation Center downtown yeah. Kelowna. That's where we have our engineering office. We're actually, obviously, now people are working from home. But if we all go back, we don't have room. There's a there's around a hundred of us now, and then we have a, a temporary facility on uh, Dalton Road, by uh, Freddy's Brew Pub. You know, in that area. Yeah. Uh, so we have a facility there where we're we're building hydrogen systems and battery packs, and it's just temporary until we get our new our new factory going.
0: So I assume that um, you already have team members, but you're going to have to amp up sort of hiring when you mm-hmm. go into the new facility. So have you if started that process of bringing new team members on or is it a little bit too early, and 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 the second part is that is. Um, what sort of roles will you be filling? What kind of roles are you filling in the the new plant?
1: Yeah, so Hexagon Puris itself, we have around 65 employees right now. We're hiring three to five engineers a month right now, but it's it's engineering talent. So it's electrical engineers, manufacturing engineers, mechanical, uh, battery cell chemists, It'll be, we are hiring a little bit of production staff because we do have, um, we are revenue generating now, but really we won't move the needle on that until Q2, Q3 next year, where we'll start um, hiring for the plant. And then, yeah, around 100, 150 people um, maximum in that facility. The facility is designed as a microfactory. It's not designed, we're not going to scale up um, and hire thousands of people here in Kelowna. Instead, we're taking this facility, um, we're gonna get it dialed in, and then we're going to take the hydrogen and battery pack production lines and replicate them at various locations in North America.
0: Yeah, so it was interesting about that because I was reading that, yeah, you're calling it a microfactory where it's a prototype and you're replicating. when, when you're saying you're going to go, when you're going to be in other parts of North America, is that is that expansion already in place, or what's that looking like for you guys?
1: Uh, not formally, um, okay. we're in discussions with two different customers that I cannot name, but uh, <laughs> there would be uh, two two plants of uh, a similar size in these in these locations. Oh God, okay, interesting. Yeah.
0: So once operational, can you give us? an idea of the sort of the production you're going to we're going to see out of the facility like how many battery packs like how big how much are you producing there uh on on a yearly or monthly basis what's the goal yeah
1: so on the battery pack side our battery packs are, are large think yeah. of um, one battery pack for a truck like a class 8 over the road truck tractor is the equivalent of four and a half tesla's worth of batteries wow so and all in, in one pack. So we'll be making uh, three to four of those packs a day out of this facility. Um, inside each one of those packs are battery modules. And there's, you know, 22 modules go into a pack. And then inside each module are the little AA batteries. Right. And there's for one of these big trucks, there's 25,000 little battery cells that go into one big truck. So all those battery cells need to be bonded together, you know, secured into a structure. Um, you have to have all your current collectors. And so that, right. that's a, a ground up uh, manufacturing that we'll do here.
0: So uh, what is, there's obviously a need for a lot of parts to build what you guys are doing. Are you able to source anything locally or, or everything? Do you have to bring everything sort of overseas? <laughs>
1: Yeah. And the other thing we build there, Rob, will be the hydrogen systems. And, and okay. to answer your previous question, we'll we'll have the ability to build four or 5,000 of those hydrogen systems a year, and one system goes on a truck. So yeah, we've got lots of capacity on the hydrogen side. Um, as far as local sourcing, we have used some companies here in Kelowna for 20 years. We've got very good Long standing relationships with uh, some some fabrication shops. Uh, but that's mostly on the aluminum side. When right. we buy battery cells or any electronics, they're coming from Asia, typically Korea, China. Um, very problematic right now with supply chain, trying to get battery cells, trying to get electrical components. Like many in, in many different industries, we're, we're struggling with supply chain right now, hmm. for sure. Yeah, but yeah, the, as we grow, um, a lot of fabrication. A lot of powder coating. Um, but vocally that is about it. Everything else will will come from you know rest of the world.
0: So I'm, I'm interested, uh I would assume that most of your guys's clientele are US or Europe, whatever it may be, and logistically Kelowna might not be the ideal place because of that. So why did you choose Kelowna? Like, well, how, how come Kelowna was? Yeah. The <laughs> it's a
1: great, it's a great question. We get it asked a lot. Um, partly is, you know, I grew up here. I went to OKM. Oh, okay. I'm a Kelowna kid. Yeah. So when I started my first business in 2000, it was here. Um, my background before starting that business was I worked for a company that was a tier one to Western Star Trucks who mm-hmm. built trucks here. So there's a pretty uh, good supply chain for tier one trucking here in Kelowna, and it still exists today. The, the reason we're still here, there's, there's a few of them. Um, one is, Kelowna a beautiful place to live and attracting world-class talent is a lot easier when you have a beautiful place to live, right? So that has helped us grow our team. We have an amazing team of people, um, literally the best in our industry, hands down um th- that would have been hard to accomplish in some other town that's not as beautiful as kona i won't name names but uh, <laughs> it, would have been, it would have been hard to accomplish right our customers look at the map and they try to fly here and they're they're shrugging their shoulders with the same question why on earth are you guys in kona um, until they come here and they come here and they realize what we have and they meet our team and they see the talent Um, So that's the pros of being Kelowna. The cons are logistically it's horrible, you know, feeding our our industry. Um, And this is why this micro factory concept is what we're sticking with. We won't scale up here to feed all of our customer demand over the next 20 years. We'll go and build micro factories elsewhere. In the meantime, we dial this place in, we get it humming, um, we keep fine tuning it you know, over the coming years, and we take what we learn here and we apply it to the other micro factories.
0: Is this the first micro factory you guys have built in, or do you have other ones?
1: Yeah, we've got, we've got a number of factories around the world, but nothing quite like this. This is, uh, you know, specific to building hydrogen systems and battery packs, um, so it's, it's different than the other facilities right. for sure. Right. Um, yeah. Um, I was looking at you guys. You guys play in a lot of different
0: verticals. So you already mentioned some like light duty, medium, heavy duty, commercial, distribution, ground storage, rail, marine. There's a whole bus, aerospace. When when it comes to um, hexagon puris, is there a certain vertical that you guys just focus on? Is it just more of the distribution trucks like that? Is is that where you guys or or do you do you kind
1: of span across all of these? We do span across all of them. Um, my business unit, Hexagon purist Systems, yeah. this is my, my Fun. business. Um, that one is focused more on commercial vehicles. Um, and then we have our aerospace division that's focused on, you know, they, they build cylinders for hydrogen, but they also build cylinders for aerospace. And then in Germany, we're building cylinders and systems that for distribution for bus for this type of thing. So we're all, working in these different verticals but we also all have focus areas and my focus area is in uh, commercial vehicles got it okay um
0: is there a lot of competitors in your guys' industry like and i wasn't sure what he went to look for i was curious to do some research so is there is there big players is there is it just is it just starting like what do you see in the competitive space in your guys' business
1: there are competitors, it's really quite interesting. There's there's a lot of demand out there. We all have heard the news of, you know, climate change right. pledges by different governments. And, you know, in Canada, we have in 2030, all the federal light duty vehicles will be zero emission. By 2035, the cars you and I buy will be zero emission. And by 2040, all trucks will be zero emission. So there, there is a lot of demand there. There are not many, companies quite like ours um we are a tier one already to uh companies like Freightliner and Peterbilt and international trucks um yeah. and they're the ones that have asked us to engineer and evolve uh those diesel trucks so that they run on zero emissions so we've done a couple of projects one is with Daimler Trucks North America known as Freightliner yeah. uh where we built it was a uh, 35 or 40 trucks with them, uh, zero emission, and they're now running and operating in, in California. Hmm. Um, there are a few companies like us doing similar things, but none that have as much of an engineering focus as we do. So um, they're called upfitters generally. Okay. And you know, there, there's lots of those out there in the industry, but um, we're quite unique. Um, you know i'm I'm proud of the of the team we've built and and what we're doing, but we we are quite unique. Uh, there There's no one that comes to mind uh, as a direct competitor.
0: and And because you guys are in a unique space, like I'm curious how do how do you and your team stay relevant and and continually strive for innovation? like how do you how do you stay up to date? Like in our industry, you can you know I can listen to podcasts and watch webinars and go take classes. What do I do in your industry? How do I become, how do I stay relevant and up-to-date on what's happening? Because I assume there's changes to technology all the time in, in your guys' space.
1: Yeah, it's a great question, Rob, and it's uh, it's it's continual. It's something that over the 20-year time frame we've built this business, it's nonstop. We're always on the leading edge of technology. Things are changing really quickly, especially in the electric vehicle space. Um, we have every OEMs coming to the market with electric cars these days, and as a result, the supply chain for battery cells has dwindled. So we're all looking for, you know, are there different battery chemistries? Are there different form factors we can put in vehicles to keep us going? Um, so that's a big one in the battery chemistry and the, and the battery form factor. On the hydrogen side, um, our systems are using compressed hydrogen. So it's 10,000 psi of, of compression in these tanks a lot of carbon fiber, resin. Um, right. There are other ways to store hydrogen. Like you can store it cryogenically at very, very cold temperatures where hydrogen becomes a liquid. Just like propane's a liquid, it's similar, uh, but just much, much colder. Um, there's also things like adsorbed uh, technologies where you can use, um, I don't want to get into too many details, but it's like an <laughs> organic framework where the the molecules of hydrogen or natural gas would bind onto an organic framework and it's another great way of storing, um, energy. So all of these technologies continue to change and looking back, I think what's kept us relevant is we are able to change a lot quicker than the OEMs are able to, because we're small and nimble and they're big juggernauts, right? So, um, this is a, this has kept us quite relevant and continue, especially now, when things are changing so quickly, with everyone, uh, you know, all these governments forcing zero emission in our industry, you know, we, we're needed to uh, to maintain peace.
0: And are, do you guys play? You mentioned sort of, you know, the vehicles you and I buy, you know, will will be zero emission or whatever. So, are you guys are you guys in that space as well? Do you kind of stick to more of
1: the the trucks and airplanes? We we stick to trucks. Okay. We stick to trucks and. Uh, The reason is, you know, the the light duty cars, like the ones you and I buy, um, very high volume, right, uh, very low margin business. And it's, you know, that you you design one thing and you make a million of them. Yeah, our, our industry trucking is high touch, high custom. Um, Every trucking operator, Amazon UPS, um, whoever they are, they all have their little unique things they want on their truck. So We have a lot of different designs we need to build to support those industries. And um, so, yeah, that's why we focus, you know, there's, there's eight classes of vehicles in North America. Class eight is like a over the road truck that you see with a big trailer and class one is a car that you and I drive. We focus class five, six, seven and eight. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So like an F, if you think of like an F uh, Ford F 350, that's a class, that's a class three truck as an example
0: right got it okay that's a good analogy it's good to know okay um your role today your your, your title story is executive vice president um i'm always curious what's your day-to-day look like what what, are, what does that title mean and what are you doing on a day-to-day basis as uh, i assume you're involved in a bunch of stuff with the construction the new plan but
1: you know what, what typically does your day-to-day duties or, or role involve yeah, good question. Um, a lot of teams meetings. Uh, <laughs> especially, uh, I'm starting to travel a bit more. Um, before COVID, I was on the road almost weekly, uh, visiting customers, suppliers, and uh, you know, since then, obviously, he's working from home mostly. Yeah. Um, I'm executive vice president of Hexagon Puris, the global company, and I'm also president of Hexagon Purus Systems. Okay. So that's where a lot of my my focus is. Uh, look it's i'm very entrepreneurial our team is very entrepreneurial i do sales i i am an engineer although thankfully i don't do any more engineering so we don't have all these quality issues right Um, uh, but yeah i do a lot of sales a lot of strategy a lot of um you know how are we going to grow how are we navigating this business in this very difficult environment There are a lot of mergers and acquisitions happening in our industry. There's a lot of confusion uh, with customers on, you know, how to move their product line to zero emission. And so navigating that takes a lot of time and energy. And so, you know, the executive team, we spend a lot of hours every week talking about strategy and, you know, the five-year business plan. But yeah, on 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 an average day, I would say right now, Half the time is is, uh, talking with customers um, and moving these production programs forward. Half the time is uh, internal meetings on product development.
0: And how are you finding the workforce side? I know that's a struggle. Like we hear that across the board everywhere are you seeing the same thing or, or because you're looking for right now it sounds like today you're looking a little bit like engineered a little bit more I want to say niche but skilled labor are you finding the same issue of finding those people or or, or do you have a are you able to fill those roles
1: <laughs> we're doing a pretty good job we're doing an absolutely amazing job Trina Harley is our uh, director of HR here in Kelowna and she and the team have done such a good job of finding qualified individuals so the team we're building is fantastic Um, we're able to get resumes in i think partly being in Kelowna partly partly the type of work we're doing is interesting uh, for a lot of uh, young engineers coming out of university Um, they're passionate about the environment they want to do something significant in their careers so we're checking the boxes there uh, typically the one area where we need to work on and improve is on our uh, gender diversity so Mm -hmm. on when we're hiring we've done a good job on um hiring from different countries so on you know race diversity it's quite good we've got a nice balance i know there are a lot of women in engineering school out there in western canada and we need to do a better job of connecting with them so um we're working on that now and um yeah, definitely. Uh, any anyone out there listening, uh, female engineers in a third or fourth year of engineering school, give us a call. We're hiring. Mm, that's awesome.
0: Well, it'll be interesting to see how sort of all that shapes up as well. And, and I, like I said, I know you're filling a fair amount of roles, so hopefully you'll be able to fulfill that. So um, we have, I have a couple more questions, but we're we're going to take a little bit of break. I mentioned we're going to get to know you a little bit more outside of sort of your your current role. So. Um, Uh, so we're going to ask some questions just to get to know you a little bit you mentioned you mentioned travel obviously you're on the road and mostly I would assume for work but uh, is there a place that you visited that you're like wow I need to go back there just spectacular something that comes someone that comes to mind sounds like you've been to a lot of places anything really stand out
1: yeah there's there's so many honestly um, you know (laughs) There's, oh gosh, to pick one, um, we did, a, we did a, a wonderful trip to Prague uh, right before COVID, probably one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been to, um, Vienna, I mean, you, you name a lot of the European cities, and I've been there and I love them, they're all fantastic. Okay. Um, we uh, we often do a sailing trip in the British Virgin Islands, so I'll be doing that again here coming up in a couple months. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's so many, Rob. I don't know. It's hard to name just Hold one. On. <laughs> <laughs> um, if there's
0: a time where you're not at work, where do we find you? What's the best way for you to spend your days away from work?
1: What, what do we find you doing? Uh, like, like most in Kelowna, I love the outdoors. I love hiking. Yeah. I love boating, uh, mountain biking. <clears throat> I would say uh, when I'm not working, it's, uh, usually getting dark <laughs> <But> no, <laughs> I, I would say I you know out, outdoors on a trail on a bike um that's uh kind of my go-to
0: if when you were you said you're you're gro- growing up in Kelowna um what was your very first job what, what was do you remember what their first
1: job you, you ever did was my very first job in Kelowna was picking grapes and mm. I lasted two days <laughs> and uh um, I sucked at it so apparently I'm not good at picking grapes <laughs> I was too slow I think I was 10 years old or something um but no but my, my parents um have are also entrepreneurs and uh I grew up we ran the Shelter Bay Marina for a number of years um so from a very young age I was I was always working uh, at my parents business um they now own and operate Pulp Fiction Coffee Shop downtown Kelowna. So they're in their 70s, but they're you know working seven days a week, uh continuing to do their thing. So yeah, that's been uh we love, it's a we love Pulp
0: Fiction. I didn't know that connection. That's yeah, awesome. that's my dad, my dad and mom. Yeah. Oh, too funny. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that place. Great. Um if you were able to grab a a coffee, a Pulp Fiction with somebody famous, dead or alive is anyone come to mind or somebody that you'd love to just sit down and spend an hour with and, and, and pick their brain?
1: Yeah, I would say, um, you know, the first person that comes to mind is probably Bill Gates. I I think, um, seeing how he's taken his, his ability, his wealth, um, and is applying it to, um, things like climate change and other things, but, uh, what a remar- remarkable man. I would just love to sit down and, uh, and chat with him. And yeah, that, that, would be, uh, that would be my pick off the top of my head. If I had thought about it more, I might find a few others, but. No, that's great. That would be a good, um, a good chat.
0: If, if we asked your fr- family and friends to describe you in one word or close to one word, what, what do you think they would tell us?
1: Oof. boy, that's a tough one. You gotta keep uh, it clean too, no, I was Keep it clean, yeah. <laughs> Um uh, probably um definitely on the entrepreneurial slant. Um maybe odd, (laughs) your word. Uh uh probably energetic. Um I don't know. It's a it's a it's a great question. I haven't thought about that one before. (laughs) That's okay. You'll you'll think about it now through the day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: What, how do you start your day? What's the best way for you to start your day? Are you an early morning person? You're an early riser and what would you have
1: that you go through when you, when you get up? Definitely an early morning, uh, person, uh, I I go to bed early as well, but I, I wake up very early. Um, yeah, typically grab a coffee, um, try not to read news or anything for a few minutes, just get, get my mind going. Right. And then, uh, and then, yeah, read a little bit of news. Um, and then typically, thirty minutes in, I'm I'm already uh, you know things the phone starts pinging. Yeah, and, yeah, You know we have we're East Coast, we're we're Europe. Our you know one of our biggest investors is a Japanese company. Uh, we just did a, a joint venture in China, mm-hmm. um, so it's you know there's always someone to talk to. Uh, The clock never stops,
0: you know. (laughs) You can work twenty four hours if you wanted to. Is what you're saying?
1: I could if I wanted to. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, Last question: in in uh, is if you you can give a shout out to someone locally about this. If you're it's Friday night and you got to order in, you got to order food in. What's your go to? What's your what's your go to food that you would love to? It's a Friday or Saturday night. You don't want to
1: cook and you want to order from somewhere. Oh. Tough one. I I love cooking. I love cooking. Oh, okay. I got, got a big green egg, right? I, I love cooking on, on that. Um, I would say, uh, yeah, probably, gosh, probably like bad food, like pizza or something. Oh, yeah. You know, something super not healthy for me. What do you uh, like cooking? What do you have a favorite meal to cook? I I I mean, everything. I love I love. Cooking, I love barbecuing, cooking on the egg and um yeah, yeah. You know, slow roasting. Um man, just so many. Yeah. I, I love I love all food, but uh yeah. That's awesome. Enjoy a, it.
0: I feel like I'm a foodie as well. I love cooking and stuff as well, so it's great. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for answering those questions. I've got a couple more questions and we'll wrap up. Um you you mentioned sort of, you know, you went to OKM, born and raised in Kelowna. you started a company, Enviromec journeys brought you almost full circle to where you are today, but what attracted you to the industry? It sounds like you have an entrepreneurial spirit through your family, right? Your mom and dad, but what attracted you to this industry
1: specifically? So my first job out of uh, engineering school was a company called Northside Industries. They still exist today. And they build truck parts for Western Star and, and Kenworth. And so, um, that was my first job i got into that i, I loved it i loved um, working in a factory i was very quickly through a, a series of uh, fortunate events ended up as the director of operations for this business and i was only like two years out of school so 300 uh labor or union workers at northside um that i was uh, responsible for that was definitely interesting as a young kid, no, uh, and then that they had a sister company in Medicine Hat that built garbage trucks of all things, and I was transferred there to do business development. And one of the things I did was uh, developed one of the first natural gas powered garbage trucks in North America. So that now is a big industry. Um, you know, most garbage trucks in North America are actually run on natural gas now. Then through that, I saw the opportunity. To start my own business. I always knew I would start my own business. I wasn't sure what, but um, as luck would have it, no one was really doing natural gas fuel systems well. Right. So I started Enviromech and uh, here we are. Interesting. Full circle,
0: eh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Where it from. Um,
0: last question is, obviously, um, you know, you mentioned Canada and BC have aggressive, have moved to like to really zero emission vehicles in the, in the near future. Like we're not talking about 50 years down the road as well, right? So no. um, what are the main priorities or what, and if you could look into crystal ball, like what's your guys' priorities for the next 12, 18, 24 months to help continue to drive and support those goals from the clients you guys are working with?
1: Yeah, so we're, we're heavily focused right now on, on product development. So um, everything from, you know continuing to evolve the design of the battery pack and the hydrogen systems but we're also building full vehicles um mm. we're going to be doing um the clean bc initiative we're going to be building fuel cell trucks for the port of vancouver um and those are trucks we build here in kelowna we start with a brand new diesel factory truck mm. we remove everything uh, remove the entire drivetrain and then we build from scratch a fuel cell truck using a ballard fuel cell our hydrogen systems We've written all the software for the vehicle. So getting those trucks on the road in the next 12, 18, 24 months, getting them operating, getting good performance so we can continue to evolve the design, that's kind of top of mind. That's what we're really focused on right now. And then in 2024, many of our OEM customers are starting production on their battery electric and fuel cell programs themselves. And so getting this factory going and starting getting ready to scale up right for for that start of production uh it's taken cool. all of our energy.
0: That's lots of stuff on the go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Never a dull it's, moment, it's, it sounds like <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Lots on the go for sure.
0: Well Todd, thank you. I know I went over time. So but thank you so much for joining me, Tara. I I, I find like I love hearing about you know amazing companies doing great things. And I feel like you know, your company is definitely one of them. Like it's, it's, I'd love to hear and it's in our backyard, which I think a lot of people take for granted the amazing companies that are just in our backyard. So uh, thank you for sharing your journey and the knowledge. Cause I feel like I'm much more educated than I was half hour ago. So thank you for sharing. <laughs> great. That that's for sure. Yeah.
1: Happy to take the time Rob. It was great
0: chatting with you. Thank you. No problem. Well, thank you again. Thanks for joining us. I I, I look I look to kind of follow your guys's journey as well. I love to hear sort of when the plan opens and all the stuff you guys are going on. So thank you again, and uh, uh, and uh, enjoy your rest of your day. And uh, hopefully you, you you get outside and barbecuing because we have a couple nice days of weather coming. So.
1: There you go. You gotcha. All right. Thanks a lot, Rob. Thanks, Todd.
0: Everyone else, uh, thanks for joining us and have a great rest of your day. And thank you for tuning in to Business Matters. Thanks, Todd. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Matters with host Rob Capello. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us and join the conversation.